Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. And that one is hit hard. Oh, and he is hit hard. And Happy New Year to you. This is me, Billy V, Bill Vargas, and this is Billy V's Sports Hits, and it is a Happy New Year. Yes, indeed, because, and I don't like to, you know, dance on anyone's grave or be mean when somebody has, uh, you know, had something difficult happen to them, but you gotta be happy, happy, happy. Uh, if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, that Chip Kelly is gone. And you know what? I don't feel badly about saying that because, A, as a person, he wasn't much of a nice person. He, he, he's a very arrogant individual. And, B, that arrogance really caused him to just ruin the Philadelphia Eagles franchise. And really, uh, I think most Eagles fans now are only too ready to move on and find someone who can be the uh, a coach of this team who's going to be a competent coach. Um, and most everyone in the Philadelphia area is pretty happy that Chip is gone. And in fact, things were so bad that, you know, the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, didn't even wait till the end of the season and got rid of Chip. And I, that was a great move on Jeffrey Lurie's part, too, because... He, with his previous coach, Andy Reid, he waited too long. He waited way, way too long. You know, the Eagles were going downhill for several years before he finally pulled the trigger and said it's time to move on. And, you know, one year they were 10 and 6. Then the next year they're 8 and 8. And that's when, you know, the consensus in Philadelphia was there were a lot of people who felt Andy should have been gone before that. But after the 8 and 8 season, pretty much everybody knew it except the owner. And he hung on, let Andy stay around for another year, and they went 4 and 12. So, this time, Jeff Lurie learned his lesson. The Eagles were going on the downslide. And the first year under Chip Kelly, they go 10-6 and six and make the playoffs. The second year, they go 10-6, and six, but it's because they won a meaningless game at the end of the season when they were already eliminated from the playoffs. And now this year, 6-9, and nine, they could go from 10-6 and six to 6-10 and 10 very easily. And, and Jeff Lurie saw that there was nothing to be hopeful for in the future, and he pulled the trigger. I know there was a lot of support. For the firing of Chip Kelly, because literally several hours before it happened, I had posted on Facebook. I had talked about the fact that the Denver Broncos had won on Monday night, and I posted on Tuesday about them winning on Monday night and making the playoffs. And Evan Mathis, the offensive uh, guard that Chip Kelly had cut because he wanted more money, and even though he was under contract and even though he was planning on playing out the season, Chip decided to teach him a lesson and cut him. And now Evan Mathis was going to the playoffs, uh, the Broncos sealing a playoff berth on Monday, while Chip Kelly was going home. And my point was, I guess he thought he was going to teach Evan Mathis a lesson. Well, Evan Mathis didn't uh, end up having to learn a lesson. And Chip Kelly's never going to learn a lesson. And hopefully Jeff Lurie learned a lesson, which is, you got a coach who's so arrogant that he fires, gets rid of good players gets nothing in return, thinking that he's teaching them a lesson. How can you possibly win with a guy like that? And also, 
Deshaun Jackson, whom he had cut two years previously, also making the playoffs um, on on Saturday when the Skins eliminated the Eagles. And there's another guy that he cut and got nothing for in Deshaun Jackson. Just a couple of brutal, brutal moves. And you know, when you look at all the unbelievably stupid off-season moves that Chip Kelly made, I may say they're unbelievably stupid. I thought they were stupid at the time, but at least when you trade a guy, there's a chance, however small it may be, that it's going to work out. That that somehow it'll be a good trade because the guy you got could end up being better than the guy you gave away. But when you just cut players outright, just get rid of them for nothing, there's no chance that that can work out. There's no chance that that can help you. Except that in the mind of Chip Kelly, he thought it would help because he figured if he gets rid of every player who um, perhaps uh, doesn't bow down to him, then uh, it's going to create some sort of mentality on this team, a culture of winning. And he was so wrong about that. But again, it's his arrogance. He comes into the league, he's in the league two years, and he thinks he's Vince Lombardi. Really, he'd been in the league one year when he cut Deshaun. He thinks he's Vince Lombardi, and he can just... You know, treat the players like they're nothing. Like this is the 1960s instead of understanding that things don't work that way anymore. And besides, Vince Lombardi, Vince Lombardi was a great um, psychological master. He would beat his players verbally into the ground until they hated him. But then he would build them back up especially as it got closer to Sunday, to game time. He'd build them back up and he'd praise them and now they loved them and they would go out and do anything for him. Chip Kelly was nothing like that. Chip Kelly Chip Kelly thought he could just walk in and just treat these players like they're nobody, like they're nothing. Um, LaShawn McCoy talked about it after he was traded. You know, the guy walks through the halls and doesn't even speak to the players. Um, you could see his arrogance at every news conference. And, you know, he thought he could just um, be that way with his players and demand their loyalty. And it's very interesting that after he's been fired, you haven't heard a single player come out and say, gee, you know, we miss Chip or, oh, that's too bad about Chip. I mean, players today, they're very smart. They know how to say things. They know how to always um, balance everything they say in the media. And they could say, well, you know, uh, Jeff Lurie is the owner and he had the right to make the decision. And, uh, uh, and we respect the decision, but but boy, we're going to miss Chip. He was a great coach. Not one player said anything like that. Uh, and in fact, it, it was clear, and there were reports that uh, some of the players kind of quit on Chip. And we know that DeMarco Murray actually met with the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, or sat next to him and, uh, you know, clearly complained about Chip Kelly as a coach. So... There was an uprising among the players. It was really funny because he traded away LaShawn McCoy, and McCoy said all these things about Chip Kelly, um, called him a racist and all that, which I don't necessarily think is true. But, you know, McCoy, I think I think the problem wasn't race. I think that Chip Kelly can't relate to any players, especially any player who stands up to him. I mean, he cut Evan Mathis, who's white, because Mathis came asking for more money. I don't think it was a racial thing, but nonetheless, you know, it's interesting that he got rid of LaShawn McCoy. McCoy said all these things about him, and then he replaced him with DeMarco Murray, and then Murray clearly couldn't stand the guy. The the only amazing thing, because as I said, I posted on Facebook um, Tuesday about how they needed to trade, get rid of Chip, um, 
and I talked about the Evan Mathis thing as sort of the jumping off point, and now the guy's going to the playoffs with Denver and Chip's going home. And I said, you know, they need to get rid of this this coach. They need to get rid of this arrogant play, coach who cuts good players uh, and then goes out there with a, a ramshackle offensive line that can't block anybody because um, he got rid of players and got nothing for them. I said they got it. They need to get rid of him. And so many people responded and said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. We agree. We agree. We agree." And then a few hours later, I get a text from my barber, Raheem, telling me. He's gone, and Raheem's all excited, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And, you know, uh, it turns out that they had fired Chip Kelly, that Jeff Lurie had dropped the axe, even though the season wasn't even over yet. And that was, um, again, when I posted it on Facebook, greeted by great applause from so many fans. Now, it's also true that so many of the people who, you know, when I ripped on Chip Kelly during the year and especially after the first two games of the season and said this team is terrible, they're not going anywhere. The 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 num- the number the numerous bad deals that Kelly made in the offseason are really really have decimated this team. There were a lot of Kelly supporters who, you know, called me, said I didn't know what I was talking about, even one who questioned my masculinity. And now all of these pro-Kelly people have just disappeared into the woodwork. They've disappeared, you know, with one or two notable exceptions. Most of them don't all of a sudden comment or have anything to say. They don't have the guts to come out and say, boy, you were right. I was wrong. You know, I've had one or two people say that, but most of them, um, you know, they just disappear. All of a sudden, when the team goes six and nine, all of a sudden they don't they don't they don't they don't have anything to say. They disappear. You know, be a man and say, look, I was wrong. Chip Kelly sucks. I thought he was good, but he sucks. But here's what's really shocking to me. Not so much that there's national media people who are saying, oh, you know, why did they fire Chip Kelly? He's great. You know, there was one guy who was on one of the networks who's saying it, but he's a college football analyst. So I guess he probably wasn't paying attention to what happened here in Philadelphia over the last three years in the NFL when he's talking about how great Chip Kelly is. But um, we expect that from the national media anyway. They're not really paying close attention. This is why. Uh, the book that I co-wrote called um, A Snowball's Chance, Philly Fires Back at the National Media, uh, available on Amazon.com, by the way, <laughs> which I co-wrote with uh, Joe Valley, Matt Goldberg, and Ryan Downs. And we talk about how the national media really, you know, they sort of maybe get some bits and pieces and some highlights of what's going on, but they're not watching every down of every game like the people in Philly. So usually their comments are kind of clueless. Even even in that last game between uh, the Skins and uh, the Eagles, uh, Trent Green, the color analyst on the game, was talking about how uh, the big thing that Chip Kelly is going to have to decide in this offseason is whether they keep Sam Bradford. That's going to be the big decision of the offseason. And I'm thinking, Trent... <laughs> The big decision is going to be whether the Eagles keep Chip Kelly. That's the that's the decision. It's not about who 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 Chip Kelly is. It's not even about who Chip Kelly is going to keep because Chip Kelly probably isn't going to be here. So I, I don't pay too much attention to the national pundits and what they say. But I was surprised, very surprised, that a local writer on a website out of uh, New Jersey, um, which covers the Eagles. They actually wrote a piece about how 
Kelly's firing was due to the backstabbing of Howie Roseman. And if you're not that familiar, just quickly, the backstory is that the backstory on the so-called backstabbing is that, um, you know, Howie Roseman was the general manager when they hired Chip Kelly. And then after two years of Chip Kelly, all of a sudden, uh, Roseman got kicked upstairs, kicked aside, given a, a, a job that, you know, had nothing to do with uh, involvement in, in trades or selecting players. And Chip Kelly was given total control over personnel. And um, according to this article, uh, Roseman then spent the next year trying to backstab Chip Kelly. I, that is the, the most ridiculous thing. For somebody to write that, and in this and this is somebody that I know and respect, but the the article it was ridiculous, and the sources that he quoted from the Eagles saying that the reason Chip Kelly was fired is because Howie Roseman was backstabbing him the whole time with the owner is so ridiculous. I can't. It's like, did you actually go to a game this year? Did you actually watch this football team? Did you see how they played? Do you think Howie Roseman had anything to do with the fact that the wide receivers dropped? like eight passes a game every game? Isn't Chip Kelly responsible for that because he cut Deshaun Jackson two years ago and then did not re-sign Jeremy Macklin this year and decided, oh, he, he didn't want to pay Jeremy Macklin $11 million a year, but yet he turned around and paid almost that much to a defensive back, a cornerback, who's really not that good in Byron Maxwell? So all his receivers are dropping balls. Did Howie Roseman drop any passes? And how often was Sam Bradford getting hit as a quarterback? Just about every play. I mean, literally, he was getting hit like 12 times a game between sacks or getting hit as he released the ball. This is a quarterback, by the way, that, you know, he's coming off of two major knee injuries. You want to protect him. And he's getting hit every play because the offensive line sucks because he because Howie Roseman couldn't block. Howie Roseman had nothing to do with that. Chip Kelly decided to get rid of Evan Mathis because he wanted more money. And did Howie Roseman go out and and trade one of the best running backs in football, LaShawn McCoy, and bring in a, a middle linebacker who's so bad? Kiko Alonso is so bad. He weighs about 220, soaking wet. And this was another thing that the National Pundit said, oh, uh, Kiko Alonso's a good player. Man, you didn't watch any Eagles games. This guy is brutal. He is terrible. In fact, I can't think in the in the whole history of my watching the NFL. I'm having a hard time remembering a trade as bad as trading LaShawn McCoy, a bona fide star running back, for a middle linebacker who is that bad as Kiko Alonso. In fact, he can run plays down sideline to sideline uh, if the other team is running around the ends. But if they run right at him and get a blocker on him, he's done. He can't get around a blocker to save his life. And then if he does get around a blocker, he can't make a tackle. Running backs run right over him. So without even going through all of Chip Kelly's moves, that that one trade typifies so much because you got a great running back in LaShawn McCoy. You trade him for Kiko Alonso, an inside linebacker who sucks. Then you replace him at the running back position with DeMarco Murray, and he comes in and sucks. Howie Roseman doesn't have to be going to um, um, Jeff Lurie and saying anything because Jeff Lurie has eyeballs. He can see that Kiko Alonso sucks. He can see that DeMarco Murray goes 16 games or 15 games so far this year and hasn't made one person miss in the backfield at all at any time. Well, actually, there might have been one. I think there was one. 
when if you watched every down of every Eagles game, there might have been one time where uh, somebody had a chance to drop him for a loss and he made the miss. And oh, by the way, Chip Kelly, when he went out and he got DeMarco Murray, he said, this guy is going to be perfect for our offense because he's a north-south runner. Then the whole season, all he did was run east-west. Now, whether that was Chip calling plays that are supposed to go east-west or DeMarco Murray not cutting the ball up uh, after starting to the side and then supposed to cut it up the middle and he didn't, uh, you know, they blame each other, I guess. But the bottom line is uh, DeMarco Murray was not exactly a perfect fit for this offense. Far, far from it. And none of that can be put on Howie Roseman. You could possibly say, well, maybe he should have given Chip another year if this team was rebuilding. If they were young players and you could say, oh, another year in the system, they're going to get better. But guess what? Except for the wide receiver position, they weren't young. There's no reason to expect them to get better. There was nothing that you saw between the early part of the season and the late part of the season where you could say, okay, they're getting better. There was nothing toward the end of the season where you could say, oh, well, you know what? We're, we're seeing some progress here, so give them another year to continue the progress. No, nothing. Get somebody in here who, who has an open mind, especially if they're new at this thing and will listen to other people and will not have a personality where they, uh, you know, do nothing but make enemies in the front office and in the locker room for crying out loud. All right, that's it for me. I'm Billy V. This has been Billy V. Sports Hits on Renegade Sports Talk Radio. Thanks for joining me. Have a great 2016.